morning and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. Good morning, Dr. Flaherty. Good morning, Gina. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm Great. doing good. You know, and I feel like um, I feel like there's uh, this collective sigh of relief around me wherever I go in this past week. People feeling more optimistic. Uh, the weather's beautiful, of course. That always yeah. helps. We get yes. spring fever, right? But uh -huh. I think with with the numbers of the coronavirus going down, although you know it's not that way in some areas, there's still some spikes in deaths right. and everything. But I think generally speaking, most people feel like we're uh, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that's it. a good way to put. It. I think cautiously optimistic. I, I, you know, we feel. When the vaccine first became available, everybody was so excited, and then there was the frustration with the inability to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But now and now, you know, it seems like more and more patients that I run into are having it or have an appointment to have it or have had one of the two shots. And so I can, if, to me, it really feels like, okay, we're getting the vaccine out to the people now. <laughs> and, yeah. that, uh, and that gives me a lot of optimism uh, uh, that, uh, you know, and we're seeing the numbers drop. Of course, there was a spike after the holidays, which was anticipated. But since then, it's been a gradual and continued drop. And with a vaccine getting out there um, to more and more people, then hopefully that trend will continue. And, you know, this will, imp our, our, our lives will improve, yeah. you know, over time here. It is a little confusing at times because we've been so accustomed and have, it, have had it drilled into our heads for the last year. You know, wear the mask, wear the mask. And now I've gone out a few times and I, it almost makes me like, oh my gosh, these people aren't wearing masks. It almost makes you panic a little bit. And it's like, is it because they've had the vaccine? Or are they just saying, ah, I don't care anymore. Enough people have had it. And you don't really know. You're kind of in yeah. this weird flux state, I feel like, in, in a lot of uh, places when you go out. Yeah. And we, um, you know, I'm still doing everything the way I always did. Mm -hmm. You know, at home with our kind of our pod, so to speak, everybody was really careful. And so we obviously weren't wearing masks at home. We were, a, you know, a group. But now it's, you know, the CDC has come out and said, okay, you know, um, when you're in small groups of people that have been vaccinated, if everybody's been vaccinated, That's the key, it's okay. It's okay. Right? Yeah. Been vaccinated. But like you say, when you're out in public or at a store or a restaurant, you really don't know who's been vaccinated. So yeah. I think the right thing is to continue to wear the mask and, you know, social distance and be safe. And, Err on the side of caution. Yeah, yeah you know, we've kind of, and it's not difficult anymore. You know, it's mm. just the new norm now, right? right? I mean, I don't even think about putting on a mask to walk into a store. You no. know, in the beginning, it was an awkward thing, and now right. it's just normal. So might as well keep it normal until we know we're, you know, you know we're uh, really in a good spot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And there's some business who said they might just do it, you know, even after. It might just, might just be their new standard operating procedure because it does cut down on the spread of germs, whether it's coronavirus, mm -hmm. whether it's a common flu or cold or, or anything really well you know in asia you, people would often wear masks mm -hmm. people if, if they had to go to work and didn't feel well they would wear a mask on the subway um and uh so in those uh cultures wearing masks in public has been normal for many years mm -hmm. we've just never really adopted that or rarely you know right. once in a while you'll see somebody with a mask and you know, maybe they're having chemotherapy or something and they're just trying to protect themselves from the world around them. But it's obviously a very practical thing to do, you know, to avoid, you know, inadvertent uh, catching viruses during cold season and whatnot. So, yeah, maybe we'll see it a little bit more commonly. Right. And, you know, better hygiene, I'm sure, will come out of this with the hand washing and, right. you know, covering when you cough Definitely. and things that we've all needed to do for a long time and now probably do a little better than we used to. 
At Azul, you saw a spike once you were able to reopen fully mm-hmm. in um, in cosmetic procedures, mm-hmm. both in office and in the surgical center. Is are we still on that um, that high <laughs> plateau with, with that? Yes, we are, and uh, you know it's season now, so obviously this is a busy time of the year for us always. So it's hard to know how much of it is, uh, you know, just our seasonal volume versus. You know, again, people staying at home and being at home uh, and not traveling and Mm -hmm. canceling, you know, big international trips. So, I mean, you know, things haven't obviously returned to normal yet, and it'll probably be, you know, six months to a year before we're really back to normal. So I think we'll see, you know, um, a continued trend of, you know, more surgery because people have the time to recover. You know, they're not traveling as much if they're traveling Mm -hmm. at all. And some people are working from home, which allows them to convalesce from a procedure and still work um, without having to explain what's happened to colleagues and, you know, be in the office. So, um, you know, those trends have been helpful to us from a surgical perspective and even procedures in the office perspective. And, you know, I think that's going to continue. And I think, you know, even in into the future, because I think people are going to, more and more people will be working from home. There's going to be a little bit more flex mm-hmm. with regard to the work environment. And uh, um, that should uh, that should support, uh, you know, the cosmetic industry because people are more available in terms of their schedules and recovery time. Right. Yeah. And even right now, going ahead into the summer, and this is the game we played all last year, was what's the crystal ball say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I do know that a lot of people are still putting off some travel this year because there's still uncertainty with the foreign destinations. It's, am I going to have to quarantine 14 days when I get to Rome, which doesn't really stay yeah. quarantining in Rome, but I mean, you don't go there to sit in a room for 14 right. days. You go there to experience the city and, and, and the country. So I'm wondering if uh, some of those people who are hoping to go will still postpone those and, and funnel that money into other things like uh, home repairs and facial rejuvenation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. I think through the summer anyway, and probably into the fall. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. I mean, I'm hopeful that the numbers keep dropping, 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 and people can start to resume uh, their regular travel plans. I mean, that would be good for everybody. But uh, in the meantime, obviously, we're not normal and we're still kind of on you know, semi-lockdown here still. So we, uh, you know, we'll just do the best we can. Since more people are are going to be staying home and and probably have over this time considered doing some facial rejuvenation, specifically when we're talking about surgery and facelifts, let's kind of demystify facelift uh, for everybody because it's kind of become a generic term. It means something different to everybody. Yes. Some people look back at the, the old stars from 30 years ago and see, oh gosh, uh, you know, that looks horrible. And some people, you know, think it's going to be full reconstruction. Some people just think it's here or there. Other people have really have no idea what the term means. And it's just, why don't we talk about yeah. that? <laughs> it's an interesting uh, term, facelift, because um, it's a very common term. And when you mention it, almost everybody knows kind of what it means. But but most people don't know specifically what it means. And in fact, it is a general term. You know, facelift really refers to a surgical manipulation of the tissues of the face to try to achieve, you know, a lifting, tightening, uh, or, an, you know, kind of an improvement in the shape of the face. Um, but as you mentioned, it's a, it's a, it, it really refers to a number of different uh, techniques and procedures. Um, because if you Google facelift and start, you know, going down that rabbit hole, you'll read about all these little subtle anatomic variations, uh, 
you know, that people present, um, you know, one face up versus another versus another. Um, and so there's no one single, you know, uh, detailed defined procedure that is a facelift because facelifts really are, um, you know, it's a, a general term for this basket of procedures. So it'd be like ordering cake, right? Right. It's like, well, it's cake. Well, no, it's not. Does it have chocolate? Does it have nuts? Does it have a, you know, this kind of cream frosting? So maybe if for people trying to find an analogy, it's like, oh, I get it. Facelift has all these different types yeah, of things. Yeah, all these yeah. different options. Yeah. And so, and I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always been uh, struck me as interesting, is, you know, face, lower face and neck lifting, for example, tightening the lower face and neck to rejuvenate that area is a very popular procedure. It's sort of the cornerstone of my practice. I do that virtually every day because it gives you such a dramatic improvement in the jawline and neckline that'll last many years and works great um, and is growing in popularity. And yet most people have this impression that facelift is uh, some horrendous procedure that they don't want any part of, you know? And, you know, I even see patients who... um, come in for consultations who've had facelifts before and I can tell because I can see, you know, the incision lines and when you mention to them, oh, I see you, ha- when did you left have your face? Well, I never had a facelift, you know, because <laughs> people kind of, you know, they don't want to, uh, some people don't want to admit that they've had a facelift or, uh, you know, it, it carried a negative stigma that people wanted to kind of distance from. Now that's changed a lot over the years and I think people are a lot more open about having things done in a and a lot better educated about what they're actually getting done. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, facelifts have become, uh, as a set of procedures, you know, better and better, a better, uh, better, because we understand anatomy better, we have better techniques, we have better anesthesia. The procedure has continued to improve um, year after year after year and has become less invasive, less downtime, uh, better results, more natural results. And uh, so that's part of what we wanted to talk about today. And, and but facelifts are a very adjustable procedure too. So again, um, one patient with a super heavy face and neck might require uh, a very sort of aggressive procedure to try to correct uh, sort of these big anatomic, you know, uh, changes. Where another person with just, you know, mild laxity of the jawline or neckline is a very, you know, very straightforward procedure. Um, to tighten up those areas. So, you know, again, you can say, oh, well, they're both face facelifts, but there can be quite different procedures based on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, we talk about that with patients all the time. You know, this is, uh, you know, really straightforward. And um, so, you know, I think that's the important thing to demystify because I think a lot of people think, okay, well, I want to look better, but I don't want a facelift, you know. And right. In fact, you know, and then they'll come in and say, well, I don't like my jowls and I don't like my neck, but I don't want a facelift. It's like, well, that's what fixes that problem. Right. And so let's talk about it. What don't you, why don't you want a facelift and what are your concerns? And usually once we talk through that, Patients are a lot more comfortable right. recognizing what the reality of today is versus uh, the the myths of the past. So we won't call it a facelift. We're just going to do a lift of your neck, and then we'll do uh, until your eyes. Just <laughs> call it a nip and tuck. Yeah, there you <laughs> just go. a little nip and tuck. <laughs> for people who I know, some people we all get hung up on certain things, right? Right. And, right. and for some people, it's the number in their jeans and their waist. And it's like <laughs> I am not buying that number. <laughs> Doesn't matter that they come in a that they're just made slender. It's just yeah. there's something that we all get fixated on. So right. I think we all can relate <laughs> to that. So let's talk about 
about uh, the March specials because uh, here we are in March. Yeah, the middle of March. Here we are. Um, so we have great specials in March for all of our you know really busy uh, seasonal people down here, and uh, you know. Uh, Things are uh, very active locally with spring training going on. We have um, a filler special, which is buy one filler, get the second one half off with our master injectors. That's been an extremely popular uh, special. We only do it once or twice a year, and uh, that tends to be very popular for anybody who gets fillers. Uh, you recognize uh, that's a great value to buy one one syringe of filler, get the second one half off, and that's with our master injectors for this month. So if you're interested in that, um, called to get an appointment because the girls are all really busy and they are fill, they are filling up. And then we have 25% off cool sculpting, which is our biggest discount of the year on cool sculpting. That's non-invasive fat reduction for any parts of the body, sort of body sculpting in the office without surgery, uh, using uh, cool sculpting to, to shrink and eliminate this unwanted fat, you know, abdomen, flanks, uh, bra fat, back fat, under the chin, anywhere we can pinch extra fat on the body, we can treat it. So those are great specials, very popular. So if you're interested, you could call us at uh, 239-415-7576. I'm sorry, 757-FIX. Right? And you will get fixed. <laughs> and you will get fixed. And uh, they can set up an appointment for you. All right. AzulBeauty.com is the website as well. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch, and we will be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best. Are you dealing with stubborn fat in your midriff, hips, thighs, even arms? It's time to discover Cool Sculpting, the cool way to permanently freeze and eliminate fat cells. Azul Medical Spa is offering a huge 25% off Cool Sculpting treatments all month long. Cool Sculpting is a remarkable in-office procedure with absolutely no recovery time. Reshape your body in private office appointments. Call Azul at 415-7576 today. Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs. Visit AzulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. I'm Gina Birch, and we are kind of demystifying the term and the actual procedure of yeah. what is known as the facelift. Right. Yeah, so facelift is a uh, term that has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and the reason it's evolved is, uh, you know, we still, you know, there might be procedures in medicine that become obsolete and then go away. Well, that's facelift isn't one of them. And the early years of facelift might be where they would loosen up the skin and tighten the skin and just remove extra skin. And that would that would work to tighten up the jawline and neckline. Um, but perhaps it didn't give you an ideal result in terms of looking natural and in terms of longevity. And what's happened over the years is uh, we've gotten, you know, much better understanding of facial anatomy. Um, you know, we understand how the face ages. Um, and so we have kind of more, you know, our, our, our um, depth of understanding of facial aging it has increased. And uh, so we now have better understanding of how, how better to fix the face. In other words, how to reverse some of these aging changes. And, you know, tightening and lifting is still part of the equation for sure, but there's, you know, much more to it than that. So it's um, facelifts uh, remain e- extremely popular and, in fact, have become more popular because. Um, they are a safer and better procedure than they were of years past. 
but they've become more sophisticated too. And so we're not doing the same thing over and over again. And I, I think understanding anatomy and understanding how we age um, really contributes to a better understanding of how to better correct some of these aging changes. And it's not all about tightening and lifting. You know, we also do filling, which we'll talk a little bit more about too. But uh, we, we're going to start with sort of the lower face and neck, which is really the area of the face that is most often associated with the term facelift. Now, in, in reality, uh, endoscopic brow lifting is an upper face lift, and we can do that through tiny incisions without removing any skin. And we can talk a little bit more about that, uh, you know, shortly. But, um, you know, that's, uh, and that is an upper face lift. Now, a modern upper face lift can be done through tiny incisions with no skin removal and no visible incisions. So that's you know, modern medicine, right? Right. But um, lower face and neck lifting really is the, uh, probably what most people consider, you know, kind of synonymous with facelifting. Um, and we have what's called a hidden incision lower face and neck lift, which is really the gold standard for rejuvenating the lower face and neck. And with that procedure, you do, um, you know, nowadays, um, we'll talk a little bit about new frontiers and the idea of trying to tighten the lower face and neck without skin removal or less skin removal. Um, but at this stage of the game, you know, the skin does stretch and loosen. And when we um, tighten the, you know, the tissues of the jawline and neckline, at the end of the day, there's extra skin that needs to be dealt with. And uh, uh, we still, in a tr you know, in our hidden incision face and neck lift, we remove extra skin based on the deeper tightening of the face. So what we'll do is make hidden incisions which uh, tend to go you know inside the ear and on the back surface of the ear and in the hairline so they're really well hidden so you can't see them and that's really important they're discreet so nobody would ever see those incisions and then once we've released the skin we can do a deeper tightening of the face and neck um, which tightens up the jawline and neckline and even just that level of understanding knowing that the suspensory uh, layers deep to the skin are the ones we want to tighten makes a huge difference because you can get a really great shaping of the neckline and jawline and face without putting any tension on the skin and once you're done with that deeper tightening then you can just tr you know remove the extra skin that's been created and that gives you a nice smooth contour of the jawline and neckline with minimum tension and uh, again if you think back to the facelifts of the past where it was more of a skin tightening procedure and you know, some, some surgeons probably thought, well, the more I tighten, the better the result. And then you end up with this overly tightened envelope. Windswept look. Right. Like, eh. <laughs> Especially if the patient was thin and yep. needed volume, which we didn't do then, or they had sun damage mm -hmm. and wrinkles, which we didn't have lasers to correct that. So, uh, you know, it was limited trying to make somebody look younger just by tightening their skin when you're not addressing, you know, sun damaged skin and hollowness and some of the deeper laxity was really, um, you know, in hindsight looks uh, primitive, but, mm -hmm. you know, that's only because we've come so far since then. Right. And at the time, there were a lot of people that were completely happy with that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, when it wasn't done right or overdone, that's what gave it kind of the bad name. But now, like you said, there. Those incisions are so tiny and they can be hidden and nobody will ever know. They just think like you, especially the lower neck is where it looks like when we gain weight, they, people just think, oh, wow, you've lost some weight. You look right, really slim. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It does. And that's, that's what, that's what happens, you know, when you improve the jawline and neckline, it just makes you look like you've lost some weight. You have better definition. When you look at the pre and post-op pictures, it's dramatic, but you know, nobody remembers what was there before when it looks better. You just look younger and better and healthier, which right. is good. Yeah. And when you 
it comes to volume, which I know we're going to talk about more about that later, um, but is the where does that uh, play a role in the lower face? Because it seems like what you said, most of the problem there is the is the loose skin, the laxity. Right. Uh, so how does volume fit into so that? So interestingly enough, we lose volume from our face with age. We lose fat and we become more hollow. And you notice that um, in dark circles under the eyes or flat cheeks, you also notice the face becomes sort of long and narrow. It goes from heart shape to sort of rectangular um, and so it's much more important. The volume is much more important for the actual, you know, mid face, the eyelids, the mm-hmm. you know, the lower brow and the uh, lower lid cheek region, and even down to the jawline, but not as much in the neck. In fact, in the neck, sometimes we get extra fat that accumulates as a result. Skin gets looser and the fat tends to accumulate, so you can have fullness. So in addition to tightening the lower face and neck, we'll often use liposuction to remove some of the extra fat from the neck to improve the jawline and neckline. So we don't typically add volume to the neck area. Mm -hmm. It's from the jawline up that we add it. But that said, when you do add volume, such as fat augmentation, where we'll take your own natural fat from the abdomen or flanks and with delicate liposuction, we can harvest that fat, spin it down and concentrate it, and then layer that in to restore the lost volume of the cheeks. Um, That um, will actually lift and fill out the face, which not only makes you look younger and healthier in a very natural way, but will actually keep the face um, tighter over time. So in other words, um, if you're really thin and you're only getting thinner every day and all you do is tighten the skin while everything keeps getting thinner, that skin loosens quicker. But if you fill the face, uh, you know, restore that youthful volume uh, through the cheeks, jawline with fat augmentation, then you you really have to do, you can do less tightening because you've actually filled, lifted by filling. You know, it's almost like a balloon. If it's empty with air, it gets saggy, but as you blow air back into it, it gets tight and firm. And that's what happens with fat augmentation. So it's that three-dimensional rejuvenation, not just lifting and tightening, but filling. And when you do the filling with the tightening, you don't have to do as much tightening. So it reduces the amount of surgery you actually have to do. I want to talk a little bit more about that with the mid-face, but before we move on from the lower face and neck, you had mentioned, you, you know, we do have to do some skin removal there, but you've got another new technique that you also learn uh, use a lot now a new device Mm -hmm. uh, that in addition to removing skin can help tighten the tighten it all up yes right so you know when we talk about um skin only uh facelifts of the past and think oh gee you know that was kind of primitive compared to what we do today what we'll be doing in 10 or 20 years will be much better than what we're doing today (laughs) you know as technology gets better and one of those is uh called face tight one of the new frontiers Um, And it's a technology that uses a tiny little probe that slides through a, you can do it through a needle poke in the skin and slide this probe under the skin. And that probe will heat the skin from the under surface, from the inside out. And in a very controlled way, you can control the temperature um, at the inside probe. And then there's a second probe that goes on top of the skin. So the energy comes directly from the underneath the skin through to the surface. And you can control the temperature at the outside of the skin as well. And by doing that and heating the skin, you can contract collagen and tighten it so we can get some tightening and firming of the envelope of skin of the jawline and neckline without removing skin. So, you know, obviously we'll talk about brow lifts and endoscopic brow lifts and how that's become a no no skin removal procedure, small incision. With lower face and neck rejuvenation, um, almost always we have to remove some skin because there's a lot of loose skin. 
but we now have techniques where we can shrink and tighten the skin um, sort of minimally invasively with these uh, techniques like face tight. And I think that's the new frontier. And I've had some really good results with that, like patients it looks like they've had a facelift, um, but we can't get that consistently with every patient. Most patients, it's a partial improvement relative to a facelift, but it's a nice alternative because you can do that through uh, just a little tiny puncture under your chin and one under each earlobe. So, um, you know, tiny little um, punctures that are closed with one little dissolvable stitch, no skin removal. So, um, you know, incision-wise, it's, you know, there's no incisions really. And um, so recovery, you know, downtime is very limited and recovery is very quick. So it's, uh, you know, again, the new frontier of trying to tighten, lift, and reshape the face without you know, without skin removal. And honestly, you know, everything is going in a direction of how can we get, you know, the best possible results with the least amount of downtime. And that's always the equation. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this stage of the game, you know, there's still surgical things that are required like lower face and neck lifts or eyelid surgery. But we're seeing, you know, improvements in all, all areas where we're able to get better results with less downtime. That's awesome. And then for folks who may have had a, a, a facelift 20 years ago and are starting to see some laxity, then something like face tight might just be all they need. They don't need to go and have another full full lower face and neck lift. Right. And sometimes uh, patients will come in uh, for a facelift consult and we'll start talking and they had a face of, let's say, 10 years ago or 15 years ago or something like that. And they say, I've just been looking older in the mirror. When you examine them, they actually have lost, continue to lose volumes. They have lost volume and they have um, uh, maybe sun damaged skin as well. Uh, but, you know, their jawline and neckline is pretty good. I mean, a facelift lasts a long time. You know, you won't stop the aging process. You can't keep it perfect forever, but, you know, it'll still start to stretch. But still, you're making, turning the clock back 10 or 20 years, and it's going to take a lot of time for it. You know, it won't go back to where it was. It just will start to age from that point on. So um, sometimes we, um, you know, really, they don't need a face and neck lift. They just think that's what they need because mm-hmm. that's what they had before. You know, they could use something like laser resurfacing to tighten the skin or fat augmentation or a comp- those uh, those two things together, a combination where you can restore the lost volume with some fat and you can tighten the skin with the laser. And that gives you beautiful skin and a more youthful volume. And all that is, mi- you know, minimally invasive in the sense of there's no, you know, cutting or stitching. We're basically just harvesting fat, placing it into the face, tightening the skin with the laser. There's really no, no stitches at all on the face and uh, can give you an incredible rejuvenation. That's that's so cool that you're able to do that now. You know, we're going to talk about um, fillers in a minute. You're talking about using fat, a natural filler, but you do have some uh, March specials. And when we, after this break, when we come back, I'll let you tell everybody about those. How about that? Sounds great. All right. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Three offices, Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs, 239-415-7576 or online at azulbeauty.com. I'm Gina Birch. We'll be right back with more. 
Look younger in just one visit with Azul's Buy One, Get One Half Off Fillers with their Master Injectors. Dermal fillers are a great way to smooth wrinkles, restore lost volume to the face, or soften features without surgery. Define your cheekbones, get fuller lips, or even out the hollows under your eyes. Fillers take years off your face for both men and women. Buy One, Get One Half Off Fillers. It's a great deal. Call 415-7576. AzulBeauty.com. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, Naples. AzulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. AzulBeauty.com, three offices in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch, and we promised you we'd let you know what you can save money on oh, yes, during March. Yes. March, <laughs> uh, March is a great month I know to you save wanted money. To say March so, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, uh, so. you're not allowed to. Yeah, I take it back. Oh boy. I, I do enjoy March Madness, yes. so watching the basketball. Oh, I know. Out, so. And we get to see it this year. We just can't call our specials that. Exactly. But yes, we will be following. I'll be following my Michigan Wolverines, and hopefully there they'll play go. well. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's always fun, though. Yeah, no matter mm-hmm. how it plays out, it's always interesting. I know. And fun. It's an exciting time. But we have great specials this March here at Azul. We have uh, buy one syringe of filler, get the second one half off with our master injectors. We have amazing master injectors. Uh, Britton, Joni, Emily, and Debbie, and they're they're fabulous. They've been with us a long time. I trained all of them, and uh, of course, they've gone on to do great things all by themselves, and they do wonderful, wonderful um, rejuvenation procedures in the office, and they all stay busy with injections. So if you're interested in injections or even just curious about them, if you've never had injections, they're, they're really amazing. They're pretty much transforming the field because we can make patients look so much younger just with a few injections in the office and instant results and no downtime. So it's a wonderful new uh, uh, aspect of our field. And uh, this month we have great specials. So if you're interested, give us a call. We'll get you in to meet one of the girls and see if it's appropriate for you. And they can give you the ins and outs of that. And then we also have 25% off cool sculpting which is non-invasive fat reduction, a fabulous and another revolutionary procedure. It can eliminate, not just shrink or partially or temporarily reduce, but permanently eliminate uh, unwanted fat on the external part of the body. So abdomen, flanks, uh, inner thighs, uh, bra fat, back fat, under our chin, banana roll, anywhere we can squeeze a little extra fullness, we can <laughs> shrink that down and we all can find some spots, right? Uh, Except for you and I, right? <laughs> of course, because we're perfect specimens. <laughs> so anyway, Cool Sculpting 25% off is our best special annually and um, that's this month as well. So we've got two great specials in March. If you're interested, give us a call at uh, 239-415-7576 and they can set up an appointment for you to be evaluated, see if they're appropriate for you. You know, this uh, this show this week, we are demystifying the term facelift and how it's evolved and changed and what it really means. A lot of people just have this generic view of, of facelift and just an, and a wrong view of, of what is in, entailed in it. But part of that, since you mentioned this, the filler special, that's where I'm going, uh, part of the new facelift, the, the current facelift, is filling and right. and volumizing and that is what has really revolutionized what you do as far as making people look even more natural when they do this exactly and uh, you know when in, in the old you know we talk about our better understanding of anatomy better techniques and better anesthesia which i didn't mention but that's so important too mm-hmm. we do 
all of our face lifts under IV sedation with local anesthesia, and we do a technique called tumescent anesthetic, which is very low concentrations of local that are infused into the tissue and allow us to use less local anesthetic and to get better hemostasis, so less risk of bruising. And that's made a huge difference. Mm. And be able to do it under um, IV sedation versus general anesthesia has made a difference. It's made the operation safer. So like I say, not only have we improved in terms of our understanding of anatomy and surgical techniques, but anesthesia techniques are better as well, which makes the experience uh, safer and better for the patient. So that's great. Um, But, you know, the surgical techniques have gotten better. But the truth is, since we have grown to understand that volume is such a huge factor in facial aging. In other words, the loss of volume leads to us looking older, gaunt, hollow, dark circles, sagging cheeks. And our ability to restore that volume has improved with things like filler, as I mentioned, our filler special. You know, they're very popular now because we know we can make everybody look younger and healthier just by adding some volume to the face. And that's easy to do right in the office or with the fat augmentation at surgery. Um, the amount of surgery we do, for example, for a facelift today is in many ways less invasive than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And the reason is uh, if we restore volume into the cheek or mid-face, we don't really need to lift that tissue because the volume has already lifted it or we don't have to lift it as much. And a perfect example of that is, you know, in the 90s, um, mid-face lifting became popular. This was a technique where you'd release the cheekbone, release all the tissues off the cheekbone and lift it up. And um, that would give you some tightening of the tissue of the cheek. And it always looked really good for about a month or two because it would swell and the swelling would make you look really young. Uh, and then the swelling would go away, which would, you know, cause some loss of volume. It made it look, you know, not as good. And then the tissues would relax a little bit. And then the end result was, you know, more of a subtle improvement. Um, and it's a lot to go through for a subtle improvement. And what <laughs> yeah. we realized was that, you know, a lot of the effect that looked so good with the mid-face lift was actually the, vo- the, the swelling that was there for a month or two or three months until that went away. Because we really, that tissue doesn't tend to, it's, it's not that loose in, you know, again, everybody's different. So some patients have laxity and need some lifting in that region. But most people, it's just deflated. They lose volume, so it looks loose and saggy, but that's because it doesn't have enough volume to stay tight. Um, and so by adding volume in that area, we don't have to do as much lifting of that tissue. And uh, most of the mid-face lifting I do is, is, is directly with a lower face and neck lift. We don't have to make a separate incision. It's reduced the amount of dissection. Um, We don't have to release all that tissue in the cheek. And so again, if you look at things from the standpoint, you want the best possible result with the least amount of downtime, then we want to try to find ways to do things that are less invasive and quicker recovery. And adding volume, uh, you know, an analogy, you know, adding some, a couple cc's of filler to the cheek will give you a nice full high round cheekbone and make you look, you know, five, 10 years younger immediately with no downtime. I mean, that's a win versus, uh, you know, having a surgical procedure with a week or two of downtime. Um, And, you know, maybe as a result, it's good in the long run, but 
you know, maybe it's not great. Uh, uh, so, you know, our understanding of anatomy has improved, and that means really less cutting, less tissue manipulation, a uh, little bit more of a sophisticated procedure where we'll restore volume, shape the face with volume, whether that's fat augmentation at surgery or fillers or a combination of the two. We might tighten the skin, and they used to call laser resurfacing the facelift bypass because you take somebody with damaged sun, sun damage and wrinkled skin and you do a laser where the skin is tight and smooth and the wrinkles are gone, or at least 70, 80% of them, they'll look tremendously better like they've been rejuvenated, like they've had a lift, but you mm -hmm. haven't taken out any skin. You've just tightened the skin. And then, you know, obviously, as I mentioned, uh, tightening the lower face and neck to help improve the jawline and neckline. And that's really what a lower face and neck lift, the focus of that nowadays is improving the jawline and neckline. And you will get some lift and support to the mid face, but we're tending to do more volumizing for the mid face. And then obviously the eyes and brows we're going to talk about shortly. But mm -hmm. um, the better understanding and the better tools, such as volumizing in addition to lifting, has made the procedure a safer, better procedure. You get better results, more natural results, and less downtime because you're right. doing less cutting. And anybody who's had has experimented or tried uh, injectables, meaning fillers, uh, understands. They can see it immediately, the lift that right, it gives right. and the filling and how it changes the shape of the face in a subtle way. So I think though, those are, those folks can under have an understanding of when you go into surgery and do it. But um, when you but 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 in the office you can only do so much in smaller parcels. When you go into surgery, you can really do it globally. And the good thing about that fat is it's your own living tissue. Right. And it's going to stay with you a little longer. Right. So people will sometimes ask you why, you know, what's the difference between fillers and fat and what's, you know, what is best, you know, and, and the truth is, you know, there are some differences. Um, fillers obviously can be done in the office. These are, um, you know, products, materials that we buy from companies that produce them. Most of them are made of hyaluronic acid, which is a natural protein that's in our skin and in our joints, so it's natural and it's safe. Um, but uh, because you're buying the product from a company, you have to pay a lot per syringe for that product um, because these are this is a boom industry and everybody wants them and everybody needs them and it's, you know, growing like crazy. Um, and so Fillers are great because it's in office, minimal or no downtime, and quick and easy. And you can do a little bit at a time and build it up over time. But they are temporary. Those fillers will last six months to two years, depending on what filler you use, you uh, using, and where you're putting it in the face. And then. Um, uh, you know, you just come back to repeat it. Fat augmentation has the advantage of, as you mentioned, being your own natural living tissue. So when we do fat augmentation, we harvest the fat from your abdomen or flanks with delicate liposuction. We spin it down into centrifuge to concentrate that fat, and then we layer that fat back into the face to restore the lost volume. Now that fat is um, really high quality fat because it's been concentrated with the centrifuge and it has a high concentration of stem cells and growth factors. So it's really like super fat and um, we can use that to restore volume of the temples upper lid lower lid cheek jawline neck uh, and around the mouth including the lips so typically when we do fat augmentation we're going to put fat everywhere the patient needs it 
try to restore their volume. I actually have patients bring one of their favorite pictures from when they were um, high school, college age, or a wedding picture, and we use that as the template to guide the procedure so that we can get the you know the best possible result in terms of restoring their volume to make them look um, younger. And um, and some of that fat will not survive because it is living tissue that's been transplanted. Some of it will die and disappear. But a lot of it with good technique will survive. And it's usually on the order of about 50% on average it will survive. But if we do 60 cc's or 50 cc's of fat, you're talking about 25 or 30 cc's that are going to survive. That's a huge volume. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you do fillers, you usually do two cc's or four cc's. You know, you're not doing 20 or 30 cc's. Um, and it's more cost effective per cc by a large by a large amount because once we're there doing the procedure we can harvest as much fat as we need and implant can you as take much a little fat. extra <laughs> <in there? laughs> yeah. and so um that is a great procedure now even in people we do fat augmentation once they're all healed typically they're going to end up coming back and doing some fillers here and there you know fillers are a little bit more um specific you can have a very specific filler that works well for dark circles under the eyes or one that's better for lifting the cheek or one that's better for the lips so fillers are becoming more sophisticated uh, where uh, fat is more generic volume great for cheeks uh, building up the cheeks jawline and adding volume to shape the face but not as good for specific little delicate areas because of that you know absorption right. um, you know and with fat we typically will un- end up undercorrected which is really the goal because then you can always augment with a little filler and you certainly don't want to overcorrect and make people look too full so it's it's a really nice way to look younger and healthier naturally and it does really add you know one plus one plus one is greater than three and that's true when you start combining these things in facial rejuvenation sounds great you can see a lot of before and after photos of uh, many of the things that we've talked about this morning by going to azulbeauty.com if you want to find out more about the specials and would like to set up a consultation for anything we're, we're talking about this morning or or in shows past uh, call 239-415-7576 dr patrick flaherty is the medical director of azul cosmetic surgery and medical spas three offices in fort myers naples and bonita springs I'm Gina Birch. You are listening to Look and Feel Your Best. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more. Are you dealing with stubborn fat in your midriff, hips, thighs, even arms? It's time to discover Cool Sculpting, the cool way to permanently freeze and eliminate fat cells. Azul Medical Spa is offering a huge 25% off Cool Sculpting treatments all month long. Cool Sculpting is a remarkable in-office procedure with absolutely no recovery time. Reshape your body in private office appointments. Call Azul at 415-7576 today. Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs. Visit AzulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas, located in southwest Florida, azulbeauty.com, if you want to look us up after the show. 
Uh, this morning we're talking about facelifts and what the term really means modern day. Uh, you know, it's it's become kind of generic, but it's anything but generic. And there's so right. many different elements. It's like saying, I want cake. Well, what do you want? Do you want mm-hmm. uh, cream cheese frosting? Do you want a layer cake? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 kind of like that. I like to compare things to food, as yeah. you see. <laughs> and the best way, you know, and the best way to think about facelifts, modern facelifts, is to understand that, you know, our understanding of anatomy has gotten better. Our techniques have gotten better. Our instrumentation has gotten better. Anesthesia has gotten better. Every facet of the the procedure has gotten better, which means better results, more natural results, and less downtime. I mean, that's really the take-home message. Some people are very afraid of facelifts, um, just the concept. But the reality of it is an operation that's very successful, that you know, is the gold standard for rejuvenating the face. Um, you know, once you get to a certain point of aging, and can ter- you know make you look 10, 20 years younger, and then last many years, and really very highly successful. Right, and there's so many ways to to break this down, and and we've uh, talked this morning so far about the lower face and neck lift. Uh, which is one of the more popular things that you do here. We've talked about some of the mid-face, but the one thing we have not um, addressed yet, and it's another really biggie, a lot of reasons why people come in is because they're starting to see the aging in the upper face, Mm -hmm. specifically with the eyes. Right. Yeah, so the eyes get heavy, and that tends to be one of the first signs of aging of the face is uh, extra skin on the eyelids or hooding, which may be truly just stretching an extra skin of the eyelid, which can be addressed with what's called an upper lid blepharoplasty where we trim out some of that extra skin. That's probably the most common procedure we do annually because loose skin of the upper lids is very common. We all will get it um, if we live long enough, and many people will get it in the 40s and 50s even. Um, And then um, the brow can be an issue, um, and the brow can drop as well. And when the brow drops, it tends to make that upper eyelid look heavier as well. And as the brows drop, several things can happen. It can, um, if the brows drop on the outside and come down, it can give us a very sad appearance to the brow. If the brows drop in by the nose, that can make us look angry or almost a scowl. So changes in the shape, height, and contour of the brow can change our appearance pretty dramatically, making us look tired or sad or angry. Um, which isn't favorable, of course. <laughs> and so brow lifts um, have become extremely popular. Now, the thing that's really made brow lifts so popular today is you know, modern brow lift surgery, which is done endoscopically. We can now lift the brow and shape the brow through either two or four tiny little incisions hidden in the hairline. So we call endoscopic brow lifting. So uh, once the patient uh, has, has the numbing medicine in, we make a couple of small little incisions, one and a half to two centimeters in length, inside the hairline. And we, through those incisions, can introduce instruments, including an endoscope. And the endoscope can visualize the anatomy under under the brow. We can release all that tissue without av- actually having to open it up because we can release it with delicate um, elevators that we do through the openings. And so um, you're able to see the anatomy, release the tissue you need to without actually making large incisions or removing any skin. Then once you've freed up the brow, the brow can then be lifted and reshaped. And the way we hold it into place while it heals is a little device called an endotine, which attaches to the bone and attaches to the scalp and allows us to very accurately control the height, shape, and contour of the brow while it heals. And that little 
device looks like a tiny piece of clear plastic. It's absorbable. It's made of a polymer that's absorbable. So it'll just dissolve and disappear over about six months time. Um, and the brow will really stabilize within about a month. So you don't need that to be there that long, um, just long enough for the brow to heal and uh, works great. So, um, I mean, it's when I first started doing brow lifts back in my days of training, it was an open lift technique where you'd make a large incision back in the hairline. You'd release all the skin and you know create this huge flap where you're actually opening up the forehead and then release the tissue along the brow area and then replace that flap and then trim out a, a one to two centimeters of extra skin of the flap and then close. And it was a, a you know very invasive and uh, you know procedure that took a long time or you know an hour or two to do and required lots of suturing and a large incision mm. even though that was in the hairline it could cause some loss of hair around the incision line it doesn't um, sound fun either <laughs> yeah i mean when you, you know? described it to people most people would just say no thank yeah. you you know um i'll deal and, with my and, heavy and, brow and, you know the reality is the new and you know when the new brow lifts uh I jumped on board with the endoscope right away and it made sense to me and it worked well. And once you got good with it, you could get very efficient with it. Um, and many doctors dragged their feet and kept saying, no, no, the open lift works better. And, you know, now there's not very many people doing open lifts left because, you know, it's it's just a better operation. But the endoscopic approach is not only less invasive, quicker, quicker recovery and much more discreet but it's, it's uh, much more accurate because we can see the release of the brow with magnification with the endoscope, and we can now hold the brow in place with the fixation devices and achieve the height, shape, and contour we want. So it's a superior operation in every way due to you know technology, technological evolution. So that really is an upper face of. So when you think about it, you can lift the upper face, the brow area, without actually uh taking out any skin wow. just through a couple tiny incisions and and um you know the, the concept of harmonious rejuvenation which is really important you know a lot of people come in and say oh i hate my neck or i hate my jowls or you know, maybe it's the eyes but if you just just one part of the face um then that part will look better but if another part needs work too then you notice that more and a perfect example which from years ago was People would have a lower face and neck lift, but they would have a heavy brow. And then so from the crow's feet area up, right around the corner of the eye stop, that would look very tired and heavy, mm. even though the jawline and neckline would look good. And so with the endoscopic brow lift, now people, you know, we can do all those things at once. People are much more open to having the brow lifted. And so almost always when we do lower face and neck lifts, uh, we'll do a brow lift as well. Not always, because not everybody needs it. But for somebody that's never had anything, often they'll do need both, and we can do both at the same time. And it looks much better because everything yeah. blends in. It sounds so much easier, too. When you describe it like that, it's mm -hmm. like, well, well, why not? Why And why wouldn't I do it all at once? For I mean, there's a whole host of reasons. Number one, you aged this at the same time, so why don't you improve it all at the same time? Right, time. right. Like you said, then nothing looks out of balance. And, and why wouldn't I just do have one downtime, one surgical appointment and, and just do it once instead right, of right. having to piecemeal it, which is right. okay, but... It's yeah, still. and it's it's very doable now, and that's the whole concept of harmonious rejuvenation is addressing everything that needs to be done at once. If we, you know, we can do an endoscopic brow lift, we can do upper and lower lid blepharoplasty, we can do fat augmentation or fillers, depending on what we're trying to do volume-wise. We can do a lower face and neck lift, and we can even do laser resurfacing. And if you do all of that, 
you know, downtime is, you know, one to two weeks at first phase where you're kind of at home and then you're out and about. It doesn't, you know, it's not additive in terms of downtime. Sure. If you do a little more surgery, you'll have maybe a little more recovery time, but not, not double, you know, almost everything heals, uh, to the point of being out and about by two weeks. Um, and so it makes all the sense in the world. You get everything done at once. You have that harmonious result, which looks not only better, but more natural. Um, and you limit your downtime too, because right. you just have that one recovery period. Yeah. yeah it, and in the past, we used to stage it. We used to say, okay, face and left, neck lift now, and six months we'll do your laser, because we were worried about people healing well. But again, lasers have become less invasive as well, so you can heal faster with lasers, and we can do lasers with facelifts safely now. And so all these areas, as a result of better technology and better understanding, better algorithms, We've been able to combine them and get get better results with less downtime. Then you throw the fat augmentation into the mix, and the fat also has a healing property to it as well. It does. So as I mentioned before, when we spin the fat down in a centrifuge, it has the growth factors and stem cells in there, which help the skin heal better. So it's, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to combine all these things. Now, we customize our procedures of course so any given patient walking in for a consultation they may have had surgeries before they may have eyelids they may have had a facelift they may have had a laser so you know the beauty is we look at the entire face we look at all what's happening we look at the best options for rejuvenation both surgically and non-surgically and even though i'm a surgeon and i spend you know half my week in the or doing surgical procedures you know, we, you know, we have obviously a very robust uh, medical spa and we do, you know, lasers uh, for brown spots like the BBL, reds and browns. We do lots of fillers and Botox. We do skin peels uh, and all the topicals, hydrofacials. So we can do all state-of-the-art non-surgical and, you know, often we'll combine those things, do skin care plus a surgical rejuvenation. So we can come up with a plan that's very customized for each patient that allows them to, you know, achieve the results they're looking right. for. And everybody's, you know, goals and expectations are different. Some people want, you know, the best possible result for the long haul, and that's great. Other people want to do a little bit here and a little bit there and kind of, you know, gradually work at it and try to keep keep themselves looking as young as they can with minimal downtime, and that's great too. So the beauty is there are so many great options now, both surgically and non-surgically. You can find that information out at azulbeauty.com. That is also where you can get more information about the March specials. Yes, the March specials, and uh, we're halfway through the month now, so going fast. So we have uh, buy one uh, filler, get one half off with our master injectors through this month. So that's really only two more weeks, and um, the master injectors are amazing, and they're all super busy. So those spots are filling up fast. Um, and we also have 25% off cool sculpting, which is uh, you know permanent fat reduction, a fantastic technology to eliminate unwanted fat and improve your contour and do some body sculpting, and it's completely non-surgical. I've done uh, a uh, treatments with cool sculpting and it's phenomenal it works great uh, no downtime and easy to do right in the office so if you have an interest in those specials give us a call now at 239-415-7576 you can set up an appointment to be evaluated by one of our providers and determine you know what's right for you if it makes sense and and uh, 
and learn more about those procedures. All right. Sounds good. And also online at azulebeauty.com. Uh, Dr. Flaherty has three offices, Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs, and the injectors uh, work at all three of those. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. Thanks for helping break down the, the myths and the uh, <laughs> redefining facelifts for us this morning. It's been Yeah. Fun. You know, the fun thing about facelifts, we'll be talking about it every year because it keeps evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exciting to see what will be new next year. You know, this year was face tight and, right. you know, fat augmentation is becoming more popular. And so we'll see what uh, the next technology brings. All right. Well, we will be here and hopefully you listening will be here as well. Again, Dr. Patrick Flaherty is medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. I'm Gina Birch. You've been listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week for more.